talk about the importance of, of, of serving God. And, you know, we are living in a time today that is challenging uh, serving God. And especially uh, new believers, new Christians, and Christians in the, in, the, in the faith, we struggle a lot uh, moving forward once we understand the importance of serving God. There's, there's a challenge in our life. There's a, con- a continuation of being bombarded by the world. And, and we need to understand that, man, then uh, when we come into the grace of God and the mercy of God, we can experience new beginnings in our lives. There's a new transformation that takes place. And, and I want to share with you on that topic this morning about forgiven and free because I believe that we need to experience the forgiveness of God in our life. And we do. I mean, we have. If, we, if you experience the Lord as your Savior, you, you experience salvation. L- let me share a, a quick story with you this morning. A farmer, uh, a, a farmer, sheep, and pig had escaped. Uh, together they found a, a weak rail in the fence and they had pressed upon it until it broke under their weight. Seeing their opportunity, they quickly bolted from the field and began to explore their new and unfamiliar surroundings. It didn't take much longer for the farmer to notice that two of his animals were missing and, and to set out to find them. But the animals have wandered far and had not left much of a trail behind them. Day soon turned to night and after seeing, after resting, uh, uh, he, he resumed his search in the morning. The animals have now began gone for more than 24 hours and began to wonder that could possibly have happened to them. It was in the afternoon of the second day that he began to hear a distant whining, the sound of, the, of his sheep crying out. He then began to follow that sound and led him to a nearby swamp. And it was there that he found his missing sheep and his missing pig. Both have fallen into a deep ditch. Both have become coated in mud. Both were unable to scramble out. But where the pig had been content to wallow in the mud, the sheep had known to whine pathetically until the farmer had come to rescue it, to lift it out and clean it. Clean, clean it. Then, the farmer, then, the, then, then said the farmer, if you were ever deceived in, into sin and overtaken by weakness, don't lose heart. Go at once to your compassionate Savior. Tell him in the simplest words the story of your fall and the sorrow you fell. Ask him to wash you at once and restore your soul. For if a sheep had a pig fall into a ditch, the pig wallows in it. But the sheep whine pathetically until he is cleansed by his master. Be the sheep, my friend, not the pig. Now, this is a great story you learn here because the, the pig, he found his groove. He was content in the mud. He was content. That was his environment the, the, of the world. But the sheep was different. He, he didn't want that. And when it comes to forgiveness, we all, have the, we all have to answer the question for ourselves. Am I a sheep or a pig? What is it when it comes to forgiveness? And, and I want to share with you that thought that, that many of us sometimes struggle as believers in the faith, how do we surpass? How do we go forward? Because, because if not, if sometimes the, the world, the devil has a way of keeping us down and keeping us uh, suppressed in our life and, and overcome the struggles of our life. Uh, do I come to Christ for forgiveness or just live in my sense? You know what? I mean, we all can come to Christ. We all, come, we all need to come to the realization of the mercy and the grace that is available for us in, in is Jesus Christ. The good news for all of us is that God wants nothing more than to forgive us. 
be in relationship with us and build us into a Christian man and woman we all have the potential to be. You know what? That's what God's purpose for life is. That's the purpose of the church today because we have a broken world right now. There's a broken system. And even within the church, we find people uh, wondering and questioning their, their path, wondering if, if I'm any good enough or qualified enough to even go further in this journey called Christianity because the world has the way of pulling us back down. But we have to stay encouraged. We have to start pushing forward through our worship, through our studies, through our commitment, to our dedication that we don't fall back. Because it happens in our life. The, the, the world has a way of doing that to us. And let's look at a couple steps to forgiveness today. First of all is this. Forgiven and free from sin and guilt. Now, let me just lay the foundation here down before we go to the next steps. Because I believe forgiven and free from sin and guilt. No, sin is the one thing that we do that, we, that doesn't please God. But then there's the guilt. I mean, sometimes the guilt can eat you up. Sometimes you know you've done something wrong and you go, oh, man, this is not good. And it's the guilt that you, it's, like, it's like me eating ice cream. My wife said, don't, get, don't eat no more ice cream. And that gave me a bowl of ice cream, and, and it's not the ice cream, but it's the guilt afterwards. It is that guilt that you know, you know you've done wrong. You know you messed up. You, you know it is that guilt. The Bible is very clear where, where each and every one of us stand prior to coming into relationship with Christ. If, if you are not yet a Christian today, this explains your current status before God. It doesn't have to stay this way. If you don't know Christ today, and if you're kind of borderline in, in Christianity or walking in faith, the Bible tells us that the Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned. Everybody. We all have something in common, don't we? Is that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No matter where you come from. No matter what your education is, level is. No matter what language you speak. No matter how much you are worth. Or, or, you, or what skin color you might have. We all share the fact that we have sin. And, and this is important for us to understand from the get-go that nobody is more special than somebody else. Nobody is more, you know, more, more elite than the other person. We all are sinners. We all have messed up in life. We all, have, we all, have, we all come as sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. None of us are good enough by ourselves. We fall short of the glory of God. And it's one thing in our human experience that we all unite on each and every one of us to turn our backs on Christ. Thankfully, thankfully, there's good news in every, every next verse. Because the Bible tells us this. Think about it. And are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus we are justified by His grace. When we come to Christ and accept Him as our Savior, God justifies us, that is, declaring us not guilty. Man, come on. Not guilty, justified just as I have never sinned. You know what? You come before God and, and you give your heart to the Lord and you justify through Jesus Christ. In other words, whatever was in the past, it doesn't matter anymore to Him. 
You know, it doesn't matter to him because you're justified. It's just like you have never sinned. Even though we're all sinners, even though we're all messed up, even though we all have screwed up in life. But when you, when you come to repentance to Christ, man, it's like you have never sinned. The scripture is very clear that justification comes to us as a gift that God desired to give us. Think about it. It's like we cannot earn it. We cannot pay him back for it. It, it is a gift. Even though we don't deserve it, even though we messed up before him, you know, we, we come to the knowledge, justification through the Lord. That, man, it's like I've never messed up. You, and you can't earn this. You can't buy it. You can't pay your way through it. Man, it, it, it is a gift from himself. It's a gift from God for you. Well, that's what the Bible tells us this. It says, and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. One status before we can accept Christ, dead, dead in our trespasses, our status after accepting Christ, made alive together with him with all of all of our sins forgiven. Now, once I was dead, but now I'm alive. Can I get an amen? You know, once I was lost, but now I'm found. Once I was blind, but now I see. Think about it. And, and, when, and when your eyes are transformed, when your eyes are open, you see things different in a different way. You see life differently. The grass looks greener. The sky looks bluer. When, when you come to this knowledge of Jesus Christ, because before Jesus, you were just wandering through the world, looking for something in the world. You know, and you end up in the wrong places. You end up you know, pulling you in the wrong path. And you're going this way and you're going that way because you're lost in the world. But when you have found Jesus... There's something about you that is changed forever. That the, the, you, the, the world don't understand your joy. The world doesn't understand your happiness. You, the world doesn't understand why you want to go to church on a Sunday morning at 1030. I tell you why. Because Jesus has touched my life. Jesus has turned my life around. You don't know where I came from. Whew. You don't know what God brought me out of. Man, you know what? People don't understand what you're going through. Sometimes they will never get it. They will never get your, your, what you come out from. The pain that you experience, the sorrow you've been going through, the trials that you have gone overcome in your life, they don't ever understand it. But when you get it, you know, man, there is no place I'd rather be than be in the house of God. And it's not only doing it for myself, but I'm doing it for generations to come. That I can see them. Think about that. Man, that is, that is an encouraging. Just think about all of this. Every single bad thought you have ever had. Every lie you have ever told. Every action that you have ever taken that was outside of God's will. Have been completely forgiven to every, every moment you decided to trust in Jesus as your Savior. That moment. The slate has been wiped completely clean. The Bible tells us this. Finally, I confess all my sins to you, and I stop trying to hide my guilt. I say to myself, I will confess my rebellions to the Lord, and you forgive me. All my guilt is gone. That, that is powerful right there, my friend. This is what will help you to overcome what you're going through in life. To understand that there is forgiveness through Christ. 
There's forgiveness to Christ because if not, guess what? In our life, we are held back by things that we've done in the past. And this is what we need to understand. Forgiveness and free from condemnation. The condemnation in our life that we, the, the devil has a way of doing that in our life. Uh, Vince, uh, Norman Vincent Peale shares the following story. Listen to this. He said, once walking through the twisted little streets of Hong Kong, I came upon a tattoo studio. In the window were displayed sim- uh, samples of tattoos available. On the chest or arm, you could have tattooed an anchor or a flag or a mermaid or whatever you want. But what struck me with force were three words that could be tattooed in one's flesh. Born to lose. I entered the shop in astonishment and pointed to those words as the Chinese tattoo artist. Does anyone really have that terrible phrase, born to lose, tattoo in his body? He replied, yes, sometimes. But I, was, I just can't believe that anyone in his right mind would do that. The Chinese man simply tapped his forehead and said in his broken English, before tattoo on body, tattoo on mind. You see, I've seen people with those exact tattoos, born to lose. Well, it might not just be peers or art of, on somebody, on people. For others, it's just an actual way to view themselves. They view themselves born to lose. They view, they view themselves that they, they can't make it any further. Plenty of people, even Christians, look down on themselves and don't see any self-worth. They feel with self-condemnation. Some are like with their sinful past. Although God has forgiven them, they still live their life as people who do not understand that God has released them from condemnation and value them. My friend, there's people who serve the Lord, who come to Christ, who serve in Jesus, and they still feel like they're not qualified enough, that they're not good enough. Because what? Guess what? The devil has a way of putting condemnation on you for you not to discover your spiritual abilities and your spiritual gifts. Because he, he realized the moment you realize how the gift upon your lives, if he realized that you're gifted, you know what? We, we give our gifts and our abilities to the world. We give our abilities and, and, and our resources to the world. And nothing wrong with that. You got to make a living. You got you to gotta, you gotta live a life. And I get that. But sometimes you can use those resources, those abilities that God has given you, that we can use it for the kingdom of God. And we can further the kingdom of God, make it better and stronger for his kingdom. But what happened, the devil puts condemnation for you not to realize your full potential. He wants, you, he wants to hold you down that you will not discover the abilities that are within you. See, the good news for them, for all of us who have been washed in the blood, is found in the following passage of Scripture. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. But sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit. My Lord, church, what does it say about those who have accepted Christ? They are not condemned. 
set free from sin and death, and walking in the Spirit. Think about it. When you experience, when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, listen, we need to do that. Even Christian people need to be reminded of that. Because guess what? We all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Yes, I'm serving God. I'm serving the Lord. But man, there's times I stumble. And there's times that I fall. But guess what? I don't, you don't stay down. You get back on your feet. You can get, you get pick up your feet and, 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 and clean yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to continue going forward for the kingdom of God. God has a plan for my life. God has a purpose for my family. And now I'm not going to allow this obstacle hold me down because there's something greater for my life. And church, we need to understand that when God forgives us, he radically changed our life and gave us the ability to walk in the freedom and holiness of his son. And the last thing I'm, I'm sharing with this is this, forgiven and free to live a new life. Man, a new life through him. There's a story told, come on, Pastor Eric. There's a story told by Jay Gardner. He shares the following story that should help us understand this whole thing that we're talking about this morning. Forgiven and free. Because for us to go any further, we need to understand, man, that there's the, 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 the Spirit of God who wants to do a, a mighty work in our lives. He wants to do a transformation more than just coming to church week after week. We thank God for that. But, man, there's a point you go, there's more to this. There, there's more to this. There, there's more than, than just going to church. There, no, there's more than just, you know, there's something in my life that, that it needs to be changed. And, and, and to live a new life, to experience a new life, to experience a new transformation in, in, in each one's individual life. My friend, that's what it's all about. You know what? That's what experiencing God, because if you don't further your, your walk with God, you don't further your, in, in the new life that is before you, the new opportunity before you, guess what? Sometimes we, we, we end up drifting back and falling back because we have to push ourselves to experience the new gift, the new life that God has for us. So easy to be content. So easy to be satisfied. It's so easy there, but I tell you what, I'm talking about your spiritual growth in your own personal life. It's the challenges. It's the challenges that pushes through. There's a story told by Jay Garner who shared the following story that will help us understand it. He says, my son Carl, through years of drug abuse, God has stolen from our family, manipulated us, and failed us. It had been a release not to hear from him for two years. Scott told me I have been through a restoration program a, a year and a half ago that provided something no other have offered. He said, I met Jesus Christ. I have been forgiven for my past. I want to ask you and mom to forgive me too. He said he, he was now helping other addicts get strained out. I was torn between hope and criticism. The well-groomed, bright-eyed young man who arrived at the airport looks like a stranger. In the days that followed, Scott told how in the midst of a drug withdrawal, I have seen a vision of Jesus Christ on the cross and cry out to him for help. His withdrawals sympathized endingly, instantly. That experience had led him to a church 
I asked Jesus to be my savior, he quietly explained. And my life has not been the same since. The change in Scott was too dramatic for my wife and me to ignore today. Jesus has given us some new life. He has given our prodigal son back. See, the new life that Scott received is, is the same life given to every single one, every single child of God. The Bible tells us this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. What a difference about this new life, huh? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. What, what is a difference about a new life? Let me tell you, we are focused on forgiving others. When others remove, when God removes our sins, it, it should cause us to consider those who have sinned against us. Shouldn't we forgive them by the same mercy and grace that God has given us as well? Man, that we move on. We move on. But the Bible tells us this. If you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. In other words, if I can receive mercy, if I can receive grace, if I can receive forgiveness, man, I, I should give for other people. Yes, they've done me wrong. Yes, they've talked about me. Yes, they, 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 they have stolen from me. Yes, they, they have lied to me. But hey, listen, that I'm going I'm to move on. You know what? I, I'll forgive you and move on. Because if you don't, guess what? You can hold on to that bitterness. You can hold on to that hatred. You can hate it. You can, you can let it boil in your spirit and start building like cancer if you don't let go. But the Bible tells as you let it go and let God worry about that forgiveness forgiving others and I know people do us wrong we live in a society where people do you wrong people do you wrong all the time you know what there's times that people do you so wrong you learn to just forgive it and move on People hold on to things that happened 20, 30, 40 years ago, and they let it build up in their, in their, in their lives. You got to let it go. It will eat you up. It will eat you up. Boy, it takes some getting used to. Once we accept this, it will change our entire perspective on how we treat and, and interact with others, especially those with whom we are. We have differences and, and disagreements. When we have forgiven as part of our foundation, mature, your life will be for, forever changed. You learn maturity. The longer you're in this journey serving God and walking in God and trusting God, guess what? You're maturing. The, the, the things that used to bother before doesn't bother you anymore. Man, you know what? The, because the longer you're walking with God, the longer you're serving God, the longer you're, you know what? You, you realize, man, those are just so stupid stuff. You, 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 you don't, it's just like becomes some symbolic and they don't matter. It doesn't matter no more. You know what? You, you ever seen old people walking around the store? You know, they don't care what anybody thinks about them.
I was in line one time, was in line, and someone said, oh, the old man was in front of me, the old man. He was, he was ripping gas, letting gas. He didn't care. You know what? At first I laughed, but I'm thinking, wow. That's how we should be. You know, I don't give a rip. It matter. It matter. And, and I'm not making fun. I'm, not, I'm just saying the truth. They don't, he didn't care. That's what we should be. You know what? People, people will talk about you and do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Man, what matters is what God says. What matters am I pleasing God? You know, sometimes we're more concerned about pleasing people than pleasing God. You know, we're, we're more worried what people going to say about me. What people going to talk about me on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram. You know, we're about one friend. You know what? Turn your phone off. You want, you, you want, you want to have, you want to be, you want to release from stress? Turn your phone off. Man, so much stress. Not only we focus on, our sh- on sharing our future, when, 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 when you truly begin to appreciate that salvation that has been given to you, you cannot help but share that story with others. And the good news is we have, to, we have the power and ability to do just that through the indwelling spirit Jesus promised. The Bible tells us that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the, of the earth. Where is your Jerusalem? Where is your Jerusalem? Where is your Judea? Where is your Samaria? God has now gifted you with, with your own personal salvation story. And he wants you to share with others. So they can come into the kingdom as well. Man, we, we have that responsibility to share the gospel. You experience that the greatest gift in your life salvation. Now we got to tell other people. You know what I love about new Christians? New Christians are enthusiastic. They're, they're, they don't give a rip. They're, they're, they're just excited about Jesus. They're the one who will grow the church. The new Christians. Because they're the ones who are in an environment of heathens working with them. And now they're the ones that love Jesus. Now they're telling everybody about Jesus in their workplace. And they're inviting them to church. I love new Christians. I love new Christians because, man, they're, they're in, you know what? And listen to me. Let me tell you about the rest of the church because, you know, I've seen it through the years of ministry. Don't judge them. Don't make comments like, well, we'll see how long that lasts. We'll see, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if he's serving Jesus by next year. You know what? You leave them alone. You let God do the work in their life. You let God mature them. You let God grow. You're not Jesus. Let God do the work in their life. Man, how many times you fell and stumbled when you were serving Jesus? Man, you know what? Their, their passion, their passion for Jesus. And we, those who have, are mature in our faith, we need to groom them and disciple them and teach them the way and help them, you know, and, 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 and let some of that enthusiasm fall on us a little bit so we can get on fire for God too. Man, that, that enthusiasm. Tell other about people. And the last thing I want to share with you is we are focused on eternity, on eternity. Before you were in relationship with Christ, how did you view the end of your life? Or did you think about it at all? Once we become Christians and have experienced the grace of God, we know that we are going to heaven for eternity. And our focus changes. 
Man, think about it. You, you die without God. Wow, but when you die with Jesus, the Bible tells us we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transcended, but the things that are unseen are eternal. I might not see it yet, but I believe it. I might not see it yet, but I believe it. You know what? I, I know there is a heaven. I know there's a there's there's a streets of gold, and there's there's a gate there. I know that I'm gonna see my loved ones one day. While the Bible reveals quite a bit about heaven, it doesn't reveal nearly enough for my satisfaction. Most of what is to come is unseen and unknown to us, but we know that God has who look out for our good in all circumstances, have nothing but wonderful experience waiting for us in heaven. I can't wait to get there, my God. Think about it. One day, one day, one day. Man, the Bible, the Bible does the best to explain what heaven looks like and, and give us a glimpse of the beauty and the, the majesty of what heaven is going to be like. But there is nothing, the Bible tells us, by the things that are unseen, are internal. We have, have no comprehension, no understanding. Our brain can even comprehend the beauty and the marvelous of, of heaven is going to be look like. And you're going to go there. If you have Jesus in your heart, you're going to experience that. Having God in our life. See, I hope that all of you are here today and already experienced the forgiveness and the new, new life, the new life that we walk, that we talk about. But if not, I, you know what? I have good news for you. There's nothing I've said here today about Christians that cannot be true for you as well. Man, that is available for you. And I don't know, I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you, where you are this morning, where, what, what you've walked in, into this morning. But I'll tell you one thing. There's hope for you. And his name is Jesus. 